Here we go. Okay. Parshas Ki So some thoughts about Parshas Ki and connecting it to Chedesh Elul. Right? We're in the month of Elul, in the last month before Rosh Hashanah. And we're already, uh, you know, well into Elul. So let's see, uh, find something in Ki connected to the idea of preparing for Rosh Hashanah as well. So, the first pasuk of Ki is, um, as we have here in the, the bold letters on the top line, Ki la mulchama alayvecha. This is when you go out to battle um, against your enemies. Hashem will give them into your hands. Vishavisa Shivya and you will captive and you will capture captives. That's how the Pasik begins. And it goes on to um, one of the mitzvahs of war. But that's the opener. You'll go out to war to on your enemies, and Hashem will give them into your hands and you will capture captives. So there's a number of questions that are asked from the different Mefarshim on this Pasak. And one of the ones who ask who poses these questions and others is the Al Sheikh. Rav Moshe Alshech, who was one of the great uh, Rabbanim and Darshanim in Tzfas, um, well, where I'm coming from, and he was there, but I didn't see him. Because, what are you quoting him? <laughs> yeah, but he, was, he passed away many years ago. He was there during the time of the Arizal. When the Arizal was there in the Beis Yosef, the Beis Yosef, Yeah, yeah, well, 400 years ago, 500 years ago. So he was one of the tzaddikim there, Rav Moshe Alshech, and he was known as the Darshan in Tzfas. You had uh, this is a pretty good community. The Rav was the base of Cairo. Yeah. The um, Akubal was the Arizal, and the Darshan was Ramesha Al Sheikh. All, all the same time. There's many stories that connect all of them together. I'll just say one quickly because I mentioned is the Al Sheikh was once Darshaning, and in the middle of his Russia, the Arizal walks out. And now the Arizal, when he walks out, he's surrounded by his disciples. They all walked out with him. And, you know, Arizal and all his disciples walk out of a drusha, that sort of... So, after Shabbos, the Rav, Rabbi Yosef Karo, comes to Arizal and he says, why do you walk out of the middle of the drusha? You know, it's not nice. It's not covetic. So, Arizal says, what should I do? I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. But you should know, we're in the Moshe Asher Darshans. It's not just the people who come. The, the room is packed with Malachim as well. Everyone comes to him. But today, in the middle of the drusha, he said something and all the Malachim left. So if I see all the Malachim left, I have to leave as well. I, I'm not going to stay when all the Malachim leave. He says, why do all the Malachim leave? He says, his drushes are always such perfect Torah that the Malachim are spellbound. At some point in the middle of the drusha today, it was so beautiful that he felt a tinge of arrogance. And when he felt that, the Malachim left. Because there's no place for arrogance in Kedusha. And at that point, I had to leave as well. Let's just give you a little picture of what kind of people we're talking about. It's really a tale of all three about the greatness of these people. Be that as it may. So the Al-Sheikh asks a number of questions on the Pasuk. One of them is, if you look closely, it starts off in singular term, it goes off into plural and finishes singular. You look closely. Kiseitse l'amalchama is as if it's one person going out. Kiseitse. It could have said kiseitseyu when you're going out in plural. It said it lashin yochit. And then it says Al oivecha is, is plural. All of your enemies. What's and then, what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong, but it what's went from singular to plural. No, we got you. You have a lot of enemies. You have a lot of enemies. This is true. This yeah. is true. Okay. But then it says, Unison no, Hashem Hashem will give him into your hands. Not un- Yeah, not Unison nom. Right? It should have said, he, he will give them into your hands. So the Alshit points out that this, this Pasuk is very irregular in terms of the grammar of the Pasuk. Again, Kisei Tzela Molchama is singular, you'll go out to battle. Alevecha, and your enemies, plural. Unesana Hashem Lekecha, Hashem will give him into your hands. So the Ashok points out that the Pasuk is sort of weaving um, in between 
plural and, and singular. Okay, so that's one uh, interesting diuk, one interesting point about this passage. So again, Nostra is, is Yachid. R- right, right, right. Unnison Noy, Hashem will give him yeah. as if there's one enemy. One enemy, yeah. Into your hands, okay. right? So that's the first um, point of interest in the passage. Another point of interest is the word is, it says, you go out to battle on your enemies. Mm-hmm. Al. The word al in Hebrew means on top of. When, again, in simple grammar, should have said, im, or neged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you go to battle with someone or against someone. You don't go to battle on someone. So that's another point that's interesting in the Pasuk. And finally, it says, um, and you will capture a captive, as if it's like a fact. If you're going out to battle, you're going to capture a captive. I mean, if you will, you will, but it makes it sound like that's the order of the day. You'll go out to battle and you'll capture a captive. So all of these are just different points or nuances that are interesting about this Pasuk. And there's obviously many different ways of explaining it, but we're going to take one avenue. And this avenue is based on the words of the Zayar, the Holy Zayar, of Shem Bar Yuchai, who he says that whenever we're talking about battle, of course, it's physical battle, but everything in Torah, as we discussed many times, has layers and layers of meaning. And there's an internal battle that we go through as well. And specifically, when is that? Says the Zahar, and this is a Zahar quote, Shas Sloisa Shas Krova, that the time of davening is the time of battle. When a person is davening, and a person davens correctly, so really it's a battle of the souls. It's something you're trying to inspire ourselves, not only our godly soul, but our whole conscience should be inspired and should be, should be elevated, and to be elevated to feelings of Avas Hashem and Yiras Hashem, and really, the time of davening, says Isaiah, is the time when we're going through an intensive battle. Right? And I know some people say that the battle of davening is to stay awake. You know, everything depends on, every person has their own battles. And we're not doing any confessionals here. But Isaiah says it's an internal struggle, a tremendous internal struggle. And it's interesting that there's a very interesting source for that in the Chumash as well. In Parshas Vayichi, um, Yaakov tells Yosef, he says, I'm going to give you the city of Shechem. Asher lakachti miato emori that I took from the hands of the emorium, becharbi uvekashti. Now, loosely translated, charbi is my sword, and kashti is my um, is arrows, right? Sword and arrows. But if you look in the Targum Unculus, which is the most authoritative Targum on the Torah, it's printed in most Chumashim. We do that in the Shnayim Mikra. He says he teaches the sword and the bow and arrow bitslosi uvausi, my prayers and supplication. That when Yaakov talked about battle, he was really talking about his tefillahs. So that, that Targum Unkelis, that statement from Unkelis, really goes hand in hand with what the Zayar HaKadosh is telling us. That, that davening is not really such a peaceful event. That a, a, a real davening is, is really a, an, an internal struggle between the holy and less than holy powers within a person. The Zayar also says about davening, that that's um, in another passage, in Parshas Vayetze, it could be we discussed it then, where Yaakov's dream, and Yaakov says he sees a Sulam Mutzav Artsa, right, in, the fa- in the famous dream of Yaakov when he's on Temple Mount and he's dreaming, and he dreams, he says, that I saw a, um, a ladder that's firmly planted on the ground, and his head reaches the heavens, says the Zohar there, Sulam Datslosa, the ladder is the ladder of Davin. Why is that? Why Rosh Hashanah? Doesn't mean the top of the ladder? Yes. Yeah. You know, the, the Zara says that davening is a ladder that allows for a person to ascend and come closer to Hashem. In fact, the, the Zohar, that's why it says Rosh Hashanah. Right. Head. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. 
So the, the Zohar actually says that the davening, the sitter is built in the form of a ladder. Notice you have the you have the Psuki de Zimra that leads into Birchas Kriyashma, that leads into Kriyashma, that leads into Shmon Esrei. It's a state of ascendancy. Really, if a person is davening properly, they're, they're working themselves up towards the high point, which is Shmon Esrei. And Shmon Esrei were like a servant standing before HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Ka'avda Kamei Mori, like the servant standing before their master. But the Zohar says it, it's a, there's an effort going on, there's a battle going on, where the person is trying to awaken themselves and inspire themselves and pull themselves upward, step by step on that ladder. We all know it's much harder going up a ladder than coming down a ladder. Right? And again, I'm coming from Tzfas. And Tzfas, Tzfas, you don't walk 10 steps without going up a mountain. And everything, you know, you, you were there this summer, right? Everything is up and up and up and up and up. And then down is a lot easier. But the up is, is it's, it's an avoida. It's work. Right? Okay. So now that we understand all that, so let's go back to the Pasuk at the beginning of the Parsha. We'll go to the questions of the Alshik. Where he says, you go out to battle. So according to the Zayar, the battle on, an inter- on a deeper level is the battle of tefillah. And if we understand that it's the battle, the internal battle of tefillah, we'll understand those nuances that we discussed. First of all, that it starts with Lashon Yachid. Why does it start Lashon Yachid? In order for tefillah to be successful, we have to, be, we have to unite ourselves with Kal Yisrael. And that's why we dive well, in. That's the singular? The that's why it's singular, because we become one. Right? When we dive in, the first thing is we're looking for a minion. Yeah. Right? We don't dive in on our own. We become part of a tzibur. Right? And by the way, do I look for a tzibur that's all dafket tzadikim? Right? What, is the, what does the word tzibur stand for? We've discussed this in the past. Tzibur. Tzadik is tzadikim, beinanim, urishayim. All of them make together a tzibur. A tzibur is not whole if it's just tzadikim. Right? This is a tzadik shul. Right? Anyone who's a not tzaddik, you go, you know, the quarter minion. I didn't mean that. But I'm saying, <laughs> right? Now there's, a, a tzibur means that it's, that we're all together. And that's when it's a tzibur. If we, if we don't include a certain type of people, we're not a tzibur. Right? And then we have on top of that, the Arizal says, that before davening in the morning, what should a first person be makabel upon themselves before they start davening? Yeah. Uh, to love every Jew. In fact, Who says that? the Arizal. In fact, in many Sidurim, it's yeah. printed right before the davening. Hareini yeah. mekabil alai. I accept upon myself yeah. mitzvahs asay, the positive sure. commandment, shall be a hafta l'riacha kamocha. That was the Arizal's idea. That when before I start davening, before anything, that's the first thing. I'm not alone. I'm part of Klal Yisrael. I'm part of a tzibur. And I accept everyone. And in, in, uh, definitely, what Sidur are you looking at? I'm looking at, I'm just showing Jeff the where is this? See? Oh, yeah, okay. 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 Well, that's before... Uh, before Matov. Right, right in the beginning. Right yeah. after the yeah. brachas in the morning. That it's appropriate to say before davening. So all of this is the deeper explanation why it starts singular. When you go out to battle, when you go out to the internal battle of tfilah, the internal battle of tefillah, the Zara said is the battle of tefillah, Number one is to make sure that I'm singular. Oh, so that I'm myself with everyone else. Then, so that's what it says here. Koach I have it in the next line. Koach ha-tfilah The power of tefillah is what we unify with others. Ein ha-kodesh baruch hu mo'es b'tfilah sat-sibur. The Gemara says that Hashem will never... Uh, I'm sorry? 
Was that word moas? Moas, like yeah, like the word mias. It's like he's never, he'll never shame or embarrass or the davening of a tzibur. If you're coming as a tzibur, it's a whole different koach. And takanas harizal, the institution in the harizal, lekabel alav mitzvahs avas yisrael b'tchilas atfila, that one should accept upon themselves the mitzvah avas yisrael, the beginning of davening. So all of that explains why it starts off singular. Now, once we're there singular, then we can fight all of our different enemies. And enemies are multiple. Enemies are multiple. We have enemies from within. We have enemies from without. Um, spiritually speaking, there's all different types of things that we have to battle in life. So that's why the Pasuk moves off to multiple. Right? So I, One second. I, so there's multiple enemies or multiple people that enemies are directed at? Multiple enemies. Multiple enemies. Against whom? Against, against me. Singular person? I'm going to go daven. I've made myself one with everyone else, and now I face the various enemies um, within and without that might uh, yeah, that, that hinder me. You would have been a better, I thought a nicer fit. If we're talking about Kitetse as Am Yisrael, therefore you, if you're talking about Am Yisrael, you and people would be you, you plural, second person plural. Do you guys get what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. But, so, but you're not saying that. No, because Kitetse is Lashon Yachid. I know, but Oivecha. Oivecha is the enemy, your enemy. The, en- the enemies are plural. Okay, fine. So then, Vaz Nilcham, then he then won battles with all different types of enemies, in, in, inward and outward. But then, HaKadosh Baruch Hu Hashem hands me all the enemies in one shot. Hashem is not, Hashem is not, um, you know, it doesn't have to fight this one and that one and the other. When we ask for Hashem's brachas, one bracha takes care of everything. Right? We find in the Pasuk um, with the, the, regarding the battle of Sichon. That Hashem says, Rashi says that Hashem says, why should my my children have to fight so many battles? I'll bring them all together, and they'll just in one fell swoop they'll come and tear it to Israel. And that's why it finishes Lashon Yachid again, because when Hashem takes care of our enemies, there it's one fell swoop. Now, as we see it in, in our life, we see oh, there's so many different problems, so many different sorrows. Hashem gives one bracha, and all the sorrows get uh, you know all swept under the carpet. We see that before in other places. This idea the enemies become like a one person. Right, right. It's, we have it by, by Kriyas Yamsuf. Hashem says, Sus v'reichve, that yeah. all the uh, horses of yeah. power are like one Singular, horse. Yeah. For Hashem, it's all one. Yeah. So that becomes the three steps of this Pasuk. The singular, the plural, and then again the singular. Again, it starts off with singular because we are unify ourselves with Klal Yisrael. Yeah. The plural, we face then all the different enemies we have, but through Hashem's bracha, we're able to overcome them all together in one. That's as far as that. Now, what about the Al-Ovecha? Another question was, that it says that we're going out to battle on top of our enemies. Oh. Why on top? We're against the enemy. But here, so here there's two answers brought in the Transforum. One answer is that a Yid has to recognize that we're really on top of our enemies. And that's the concept of knowing that we have the Koach because we're connected to Hashem. And that anything that stands in our way, it's not really even. If we're going with the, with the, with the power of Hashem, with the power of Kedusha, then we're Alovecha. We're on top of the different enemies that might face us in life. And that's an important mindset to have, to recognize that ultimately, you know, if we're in Hashem's hands, so we're on top of the different, yes, we have different enemies and different things we have to overcome, but we start out on top of them. And that's the Pashtib Shatin Al, as it says here, Adam Sarich Ladas, a person must know, Shekoyche, that one's power, Bekoach Hashem Kemuvim, which is the power of Hashem, is Lemayla Mikol Ha'ayvim, is higher than any enemy, anything that might face us and might uh, hinder us in this world. That's, that's one idea in Al. But there's another idea. That is, when we see enemies, and again, different, when we talk about enemies is a very general term, and whether they're spiritual or whatever it is, something that's, that's there, that's, um, 
that is a hindrance to us in our life, in our Avedas Hashem. So there's a concept of understanding, where does it come from? Where do negative things in this world come from? And ultimately, their source is always... But what's the source of all? The source of everything is a Kedusha. Right? In other words, we don't believe, like other religions perhaps might believe, that there's two sources. There's a source of good and source of bad. There's only one source at the end of the day, which is Hashem. The source of everything in this world comes from Hashem. Even those things that are difficult or painful or problematic or things to, or even the nisyonos that we have, the test that we have, who's behind the nisyonos? It's also Hashem. As the Pasik says, Kimenasa Hashem alokechem eschem. Hashem brings about those nisyonos in order to make us stronger. In other words, when we look at something that that is that uh, bothers us or that hurts us or that tests us, and we're able to understand that that is only ultimately an emissary of Hashem Himself. That means ultimately they're on my team too. Ultimately, they don't want that I should fall. So then we have the power to overcome them. The Zar says the Zar gives the marshal for the Yitzhahara. He says the Yitzhahara is an agent of Hashem. Now Yitzhahara does a wonderful job of trying to. To get us to do all type of stuff, but at the end of the day, who does the Yitzhar work for? Right, Yitzhar works for Hashem. That means the Yitzhar. If you really ask Yitzhar, what do you really want? Yitzhar wants to be able to come back to his employer and say, you know, that guy passed the test. So when we look at Yitzhar square in the eye, we say, we know who you really are. You know, and we know what you're saying, but 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 really, your source, what what empowers you, is the kedusha behind you. So we recognize that ultimately there's no two teams here. There's no fight. Ultimately, everything comes from Hashem. And therefore, ultimately, with, if we have the, as long as we have the resolve, we can overcome any one of those tests. And that's another pshat in Al-Ovecha. We should look at what's on top of our enemies. Look at the source of our enemies. Understand where they come from. When we see something in the world that seems so terrible, understand, and who put it there? And for what reason is it there? It's only there to make me stronger. It's only there to make me bigger. The Zohar says, the, the mushal, the, the metaphor of the Zohar for the Yitzhahara is that a king that's trying to test the morals of his son, the prince, to bring out... So the, the king hires a, a zona, a, a, a harlot, to test his son in order to, to, that the prince should show his strength, to strengthen the, the son. So the Zara says that's how we have to understand the Yitzhahara. Yitzhahara is an agent hired by Hashem to make us stronger Yidin, stronger people. And we always have to remember when we hear what, whatever the Yitzhahara is saying, where the Yitzhahara comes from. And that's the Alovecha. Remember that on top, the source, the root of Alovecha, of our enemies, is also Kedusha, is also Hashem. And it's also there ultimately to make us stronger. I got something else I think it's, it's going to hold back. I think this is such a great point. If you go into a battle and you know up front that you're going to be successful, it's a whole different ballgame than going into the battle and saying, well, maybe, yeah, maybe not. I heard Alovecha, you know, the Vort, don't go where I'm going. Alovecha means that. You're winning. Just, you know, have a little faith. Do what you got to do. And your success is... Right. That was the first concept. That a person has to know that his power is above. That we're stronger. Uh, no, I think you said the powers are above. mean it's shorish. That's the second Shor- point. Again, there's Aleph oh, and Bey. You base. said that what I said already? I think so. Different words. Now, number right. one was that a person should know that with the power of Hashem, we're automatically on top. In other words, we don't have to be afraid of anything. Where does it say that? You're automatically successful. Aleph. Adam Sarach Ladas Shekocho. Bekoach Hashem Kimuvan Lemaila Mikoloi. Oh, so, okay. That a person is more powerful than everything that stands in his way. 
And number two is that the shurish or the bad itself yeah. is also good. Okay. okay. Good. Let's move on to the Pasuk. The next word was, the last word of the Pasuk was shivyo. That you go into battle and you will capture captives. What's that? What's the captives? If we're following along the Zohar's approach to this Pasuk, that we're talking about our avoda and our internal captives. battles. The answer is that we are able to elicit the sparks of Kedusha that are in our Yitzhahara, that are in everything that we're involved in in this world. One of the basic ideas that Rizal talks so much about is that everything in this world has sparks of Kedusha. And when we're able to deal with it properly, we're able to elicit or disencumber or elevate or refine the sparks of Kedusha that are imprisoned in there. Those sparks of Kedusha are initially from Hashem, obviously, but are sprinkled into this entire world because of an entire system that we're not going to get into now called the Shvira Sakelem, the broken vessels that the Zara talks about, which we're not going to get into. But the point is that we, when we involve ourselves in this world in a proper way, we're not only serving Hashem and being connected to Hashem, but we're also capturing the captive sparks of Kedusha that are in every part of this world. Um, the uh, Or HaChaim. What are we doing with the sparks? You connect them to Hashem. They connect to Hashem and they make us stronger. They strengthen us, strengthen our neshamas in our connection to Hashem. It's kind of like food. As an example of food, you got a piece of wheat that can't do it. Then you cook it or whatever, then you digest it and you... It makes you strong. You bow rare the, the koyach in the food uh, like this in a sense. Right? right. It's a, it's a darga. I mean, it's a similar. The Orachaim, the great Orachaim in Chumash talks a lot about this concept of nitsutsas. He says the nitsutsas are stuck all over this world and Hashem creates all different types of situations in order for us to find and elicit those sparks of Kedusha. And sometimes the sparks are stuck in the deepest places and requires tremendous tzaddikim and things to happen in order to elicit those sparks. He gives an example, it's in this week's Parsha actually, in Parsha's Kiseitse. He talks about the story of Shechem and Dina, one of the terrible stories of the Torah, where Dina, which is Yaakov's daughter, is raped by Shechem. Now why does such a story happen? Right? We, who knows? We don't know the Cheshben of Hashem. The Rechaim says, in the name of the Ariza, he says that within Shechem, there was a tremendously powered uh, spark of Kedusha, a soul of a great Sadiq that was hidden within him, that had to be elicited by a Sadiqis. He's a, he's a guy too. Okay. <laughs> the sparks are everywhere. Yeah. And it was only someone with the power of Dina who could elicit that spark from him. And he even says, which neshama came out of it? He says that in the parsha of Dina and Shechem, Shechem tells the people, he says, we, have, we should marry into the family because Ha'aretz Rachavas Yodayim. It's a, it's a broad land and it's expansive land. It says there twice the word Rachavas. Says the Orachaim HaKadosh, in the name of the Arizal, the word Rachavas stands for Rabbi Hanina Ben Tradion. That was who was one of the Tanoim, who came out a thousand years later, but that he was that soul that was stuck in Shechem oh, really? that required Dina to elicit from him. And it's alluded to in the Torah in that word, Rachavas. That's the Torah concept. In this week's parasha, parasha Kizetza. Amazing concept. But that's the idea of a Shavisa Shivyo, that through our Avoda, we're capturing captives, we're bringing back the captives, the captive sparks of Kedusha, bringing them back to the wholesomeness of Hashem. Where is it alluded to Medina and, and Kitesi? No, no. It, it's, the story of Dina is in Parshas Vayishlach. Right. But here in Kitesi, the Orachayim is talking about the concept of Nitsutsus, and he uses that example from Parshas okay, okay. Vayishlach. Uh-huh. That's pretty cool. Okay, let's hop around a little bit more. Rashi says on this Pasuk, 
Right? We have her in the next uh, paragraph. Rashi says, Bimulchemes harishus hakos of medaber. What kind of a battle are we talking about here? A battle that's not a, there's Mohamed's Chova and Mohamed's Rishus. Mohamed's Chova means uh, obligatory battles. And Mohamed's Rishus means a, uh, what's Rishus? Optional. optional. Optional battles. That this possible is not an optional battle. Rashi says it for whatever reason, Rashi says it. But if we're going to follow along with our line over here, that we're talking about Avodah Sashem, we're talking about internal battles and the battle of the Mishama. What does it mean, Mohamed's Rishus? What's, ap- what's optional battles? Yeah, it's not optional. It doesn't sound optional, right? Yeah. So what's optional? The answer is, because a lot of Avodah Hashem is optional. In other words, there is the, the commandments of the Torah, the do's and don'ts. You have to do the mitzvahs and you can't do the various. That's, that's, that's mandatory. Where do you have optional in Torah? Take the concept of Kaddish Asmacha B'Mutar Lach. To sanctify oneself even in areas that are permissible. It's kosher. It's permissible. But there also we have the mitzvah Kalma Secha L'Shem Shemayim. That a person should do things, everything should be l'shem shemayim. Now that's optional. When I'm, you know, I'm, I'm working. Doesn't, I'm not doing any averis, I'm not doing any mitzvahs, I'm just making a living, right? So it doesn't have to be kedusha. It could just be work. It's not an avera, not a mitzvah, I'm working. Kol l'shem shemayim says that even in those areas that are not a mitzvah, not an avera, there too you should be serving Hashem. Because even when you're working, you have a, your kavana is, you're going to make a parnasa, with that parnasa you're going to give tzedakah, with that parnasa you're going to be machanach to the family, and so on and so forth, and Shabbos, and Yom Tov. So you're turning everything into Aveda Sashem, even the optional areas, even the areas that are not a Isser or a commandment. I'm eating That's and sleeping Rishos. in order to have strength to learn Torah. So the Ram, Rambam says that every moment of a person's day could be Aveda Sashem. Rambam is very clear. He says when a person eats, it could be Aveda Sashem, sleeping could be Aveda Sashem, every aspect could be Aveda Sashem, if one puts their mind to it. And that's called Masachal Hashem Shemayim. So that's why I said we had a class in, in Megillah. Remember when we learned about Kol Bidei B'Shemayim, Chus Yer Shemayim? So, and that, I, I'm asking now, this is in Megillah, that's, how could it be that there's something outside Chus Yer Shemayim? You name me something that is Chus Yer Shemayim. Because you said you could sleep, you could eat, you could drive, that, you could that, drive, that, you could that, run. That means something else. Hakol Bidei Shemayim. Yeah. Chutz Meir Shemayim means that everything is dictated by Hashem, aside from how much years Shemayim you're going to have. So name something that, so so everything, includes everything then. What does not include? Am I going to be wealthy or poor? That's not up to me. But if am I going to use my wealth or whatever I have for your, for your Shemayim, that's up to me. Because Hashem, who am I going to marry? So maybe, how, if I'm going to be tall or short, that's Bidei Shemayim. Yeah. But my year of Shemayim, in other words, my avoda in it, that's up to me. Up to you, but it covers so many different things. Of course it does. I mean, what it does. doesn't it cover? Oh, you say it about it's your height of your. It's up to me to do with what Hashem gives me. Yeah. But what Hashem gives me, that's oh, right. up to Hashem. Okay, right, but that's what, what you I do with what Hashem gives yeah. you. You name something that that's not covered. That is. So that's what the Gemara is. I like that. That's, that's what the Gemara is. I think so. Okay, good. That's a good. That's a good. Thing. Okay, still have another few minutes. Uh, two minutes. Yeah, okay. Two minutes. Okay. So one more ca- one more concept about Divrei Rishus is that this whole battle of the internal battle of davening is all one part, type of avodah. There's another type of avodah. When a person studies Torah. When a person studies Torah, they're not into an internal battle. They're just listening to Hashem's words, getting themselves in Hashem's words. And that's another part of our avodah Hashem. In other words, there's times when we're involved in our internal, you know, the Yitzhar and the Yitzhar Tov and trying to inspire ourselves and so on and so forth. That's one type of avodah. That's the avodah of davening more. But there's another avoda, which is sort of an easier avoda in a sense, where I'm not 
during working on my internal avoda, I'm, I'm just studying Hashem's Torah, sort of losing myself in the sea. Right, so what are you saying about that? What are you saying about that? I'm saying that's another type of avoda. In serving Hashem, there's the battle of serving Hashem, and then there is the uh, the uh, what's the opposite of battle? The just the peaceful service of Hashem when I'm studying Hashem's Torah. It's not, it's not, not everything is about the battle. So there's, and they're both true. They're both MS. There's In our relationship to Hashem, there's times when we're focusing inward and where am I holding and what am I feeling and what am I doing. And there's times when I'm not focusing on an internal battle. It's more of a peaceful approach of just sort of enjoying like en- enjoying and connecting to Hashem. You know, Dr. Friedman, say it's fun. Right? Yeah, you it's 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 it's, 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 it's yeah. nice, right? And that's also beautiful. And just to finish and connect it with the time that we're in now, so we're in the month of Elul, obviously, in preparation for Rosh Hashanah and Kippur. Elul stands for the Apostle and Shir Hashirim, which says, Ani Dodi Vidodi Li, I am to my beloved and my love is me, Haro Bishoshanim. That's the last two words that people don't say because it's not part of the four letters. The, the four letters, Aleph, Lamed, Vav, Lamed, or Al-Nil. but the last two words of the Pasuk are Haro Bishoshanim, which means who pastures in the roses. That, that's what it means. So what's that have to do with El? What do the roses have to do with El? So there's two Bipirushim. One is that the rose has 13 petals. Zahar says. Rose has 13 petals, and that's the 13 Yudgil Midas Arachanim. The Rachmanas of Hashem and the Rachmanim. Davening is all about Rachmanim, Rachmanas. So that's one shot in, in her Roshan. Another is the word Shoshanim is Shashonim that are studying Torah. Oh. Shashonim. Shoshonim halachas. To study Torah. The word Shoshana is to Shashonim is to study. Is learning Torah. Mm-hmm. Which is also connected with the number 13 because in Torah is Yud Gimel Midos Torah and Adresh Hashem. Right? Yeah. So you have the 13 within Torah and the 13 of Tefillah, and both of these are the avodah of the month of Elul. Hmm. The month of Elul is a time to, to strengthen ourselves both in our Tefillah, yeah. which is the battle, as well as in our Torah, which is just, just delving into Hashem's yeah. beautiful yeah. words and Hashem's yeah. beautiful yeah. gift. Yeah. And both of them together helps prepare us for a good Kibbenz to your Hashem. One more point.